to Let's Talk It All. I'm Anvil. And I'm Jeff. And we're here to talk about it all. Yes, we're talking about it all. Uh, actually, we had a different program uh, <laughs> for tonight than what we're doing, um, but uh, somebody didn't do their homework. Well, it was me. No one did their homework. <laughs> okay, so. I guess neither one of us did. I guess I didn't, I didn't remember what we were going to talk about. What, what, what were we going to talk about? We were going to talk about sea creatures, and we will do that next week. And uh, Sea creatures. Sea creatures. sea creatures. Sea monsters. Just like my ex-wife. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so tonight, it's going to be all about us. So not so much about, we'll talk about all, but we'll talk about us. And uh, we want to delve into those those influences in our life when we were younger. Yes. That the, led us down this path. Down the path of... Um, yeah, down that path. Per- perpetuity. Yeah, perpetuity. Or but before puberty. we launch into that, I have been promising for show upon show upon show of, uh, you know, of talking about different shows on Diversity Broadcasting Network, uh, which carries our show, obviously. Um, I just want to go down this real, this real quick here. On Sunday nights, you have Paranormal Files. And you have, after that, Renee Live, which Renee is actually Renee the person is, uh, who runs person, Diversity yeah. Broadcasting Network. On Monday nights, you have Jeremy Hall Music Show. Uh, after that, you have The Farcast. And after that, you have The Index File. On Tuesday nights, you have The Purple Tie. Purple Tie. Yep. The Weston Simon Show. And Out of My Head. Uh, again, sounds like my ex-wife. <laughs> and Wednesday, you have The Index Files again. You have Cafe Enigma. 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 Thank you, yes. Uh, speech Impediment. Uh, you know, after that, you have Magical Day Radio and then Family Spirit International. On Thursday nights, you have The Farcast again, Duzzy's Corner, The Express, Weird News, and The Mallet Report, which is actually really good. I've actually listened to that one, too. Um, Friday nights, you have The Weston Simon Show, Let's Talk Ghost. Let's Talk Ghost. And The Purple Tie. Purple Tie. And then Let's Talk It All. Let's Talk It All. Yeah. So, Maybe. so, and again, it's a diversity broadcast network. Diversity broadcast network. And we have a website as well, do we? We do. Yes. com, And you go there, you can catch up on some of our old shows. You can see what's going on new with us and what's coming up in the future. Yeah, and if you ever miss a show, uh, Normally, our awesome webmaster has a show on there a day or two after. Uh, usually, the show day or two after, and I'm yeah. caught up at this point, so we're current shows. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's there, and we're going to start adding more content as we think we'll go on. And been adding some stuff on Facebook. Our Facebook. Yes. Uh, got some pictures of the studio. Yep. And uh, yeah, trying to think what else is on there. And I know I post things that are relevant to things that we've talked about lately. There's something we were just talking about, and then, sure enough, boop, popped up on there Facebook. Was. There it was. Yeah. Someone was taking an interest in it, and all over it. Yeah. I think the last thing I posted was the uh, North Korean army marching to staying alive from the Bee Gees. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. That is kind, kind of funny. funny. So yeah. they were all over that. So who says King Kim Jong Il? Oh, and you know, the man. And since we're talking about Korea. Um, we had mentioned, you know, Russia with an army over there, right, yeah. and they there. did. They did put a whole army, you know, uh, on the border of North Korea because they do have a small border with North Korea. Um, as have the Chinese, and I'm starting to wonder if uh, maybe North Korea hasn't been divided up already. 
Like, no. you, know, you know, I'm starting to think maybe the three major powers decide, all right, well, you're taking this slice, we're taking that slice, and China's getting this slice. Well, you know? uh, if it hits the fan, I, I think it's a real possibility. I'm, I'm guessing if that's going to happen, we'll probably, we'll probably get South Korea. We're going to get some of North Korea, too. Well, we we're going to get some North Korea. Um, we're not us. Hopefully South they Korea can, will engulf they it. Can, they can uh, eliminate the DMZ. Which would be nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if I remember correctly, the DMZ is probably the last place that, well, last place, and we'll call it civilian warfare, that uses mines extensively. Um, I think you probably still find mines around, but uh, the DMZ has about a million mines in that lower area to uh, slow down the advance of uh, North Koreans if they try to come through. But. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, influences. Influences on us. So, uh, if you date, carbon date me, you will find that it goes back to the uh, mid to late 60s, up through the 70s. You would figure it'd be my influential period of time when I was a youngster. Um, so, I had things like Oh, like Star Trek and uh, Gary Anderson's shows. Uh, which one was called UFO? I don't know if you ever saw that one from Gary Anderson. Uh, I don't think so. UFO. This thing was. Uh, this thing was. Uh, you know, set in the future, and for them, the future was like 19, 1993 or nineteen eighty three. Uh, back then, in the sixties, and. Uh, Basically, we had developed a whole uh, covert underground defense system designed to thwart the alien advances on our planet. And uh, it was all based out of a Hollywood studio. It was their home base. And they also had a base on the moon where all their ships were that would hmm. go out and intercept and, and go after these UFOs that came in. Uh, you can look it up. It's on YouTube. It's on yeah, you can Google it. it. Um, Gary it Anderson... Uh, UFO. It was, a real, it was a real great series for the time. It was very, very 60s. Very hip clothing. And hmm. Fancy cars. And all <laughs> kinds of things <laughs> like that. Um, Planet of the Apes. Huge Hell influence. Yeah. Huge yeah, influence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Project Blue Book. Yeah, well, which was a whole UFO thing. Yeah. The government's looking into it. Um, those are some of the things that really kind of influenced. That's very... In search of... Um, it was big for me as a kid, so yeah, and I was getting the reruns, you know. So yeah, I wasn't. I would tell you, as, as, a, as a young youngster, I wasn't so much into the documentary shit as I was the TV shows. I don't want TV shows and things like that. Um, westerns, I loved westerns. Uh, loved Wild Wild West. Uh, there was a program. It was on very shortly. Stutz Bearcat. It was about these two guys out in the West that had one of these cars. It was one of the first cars, Stutz Bearcat. And uh, they drive around and get in trouble and fix things. And, yeah. Google it. Yeah, I guess so. Google it. Yeah. How about you? Uh, for TV shows? Uh, well, I said in search, it was one of them. Star Trek, the original yeah. series, obviously. 
Um, and which I used to hate when I was a little kid. I mean, I used to think, ah, nah, nah, that's it. Because we had this little 19-inch color TV, you know, right. and it was big. 19-inch was big back in the day. When you think about it, early, you know, big. late 70s. That is a big TV. Uh, we were one of the first families to have cable, you know, on our street. Mm-hmm. We lived on a dead end street. And we were an old man got it. And every kid in the neighborhood would be at our house watching, you know, color TV and cable. But anyway, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Star Trek. Uh, Lost in Space, the original Lost in Space, Space, and watched yeah. the reruns of that when I was a little boy, and that was just totally fascinating to me. Um, yeah, things like that, you know, uh, those were the shows. Battlestar Galactica, you know, another great one. Buck Rogers, you know, another one. Uh, stuff that would, you know, influence. The, the Million Dollar Man, I can remember it was the Million Dollar Man or the Bionic Man, but you remember one that had the Sasquatch in it? I was Six Million Dollar Man, yeah. Steve Austin, and the Sasquatch. Yeah, that, yep. was, a, just that was a great, great, great episodes. Um, you know, here's another thing that really influenced me. And this is so, so, so stupid and funny. But one of my favorite things was on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings, uh, usually my old man would order a pizza, usually Saturday mornings, like around 11 o'clock. And it would be like a Godzilla marathon. And we'd be watching Godzilla movies. And there was a lot of movies with Godzilla where it included UFOs and aliens. Yeah, you know, the Japanese yeah. had this fascination with these things. Um, so I think there was some influence there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. as we're talking, I'm thinking about things that... I think one of the things, real-time influencers, was the space program, uh, landing on the moon. Yeah, was, I wasn't I born was, quite yet. I was three, I was almost four years old, I think, out the look, I think I have a picture someplace of us sitting around watching the moon landing on television. Um, but my family wasn't as rich and affluent as Jeff's. We had a black and white TV <laughs> and no cable to speak of. It was three channels. Suck it up, Buttercup. That's what you had. Um, but I remember that being a huge influence, being loving NASA and the space program. And I think that kind of, that, again, that was when I was three or four. And I think that kind of pushed me into the, some of the other things that were going on. Um, space program, Star Trek. Uh, were there any books that uh, you know um, got you going there? Books. Wasn't the girl big, behind the green door. Wasn't wasn't <laughs> wasn't a big reader. I admit I wasn't a big reader. Um, I was more of you know more of visual visual than uh, tactile reading uh, kind of kid. But um, like being outdoors, like sports, like to play. Um, I know in 1970, it's five years old, and started playing peewee football. Five years old, Vestal Youth Football. We were the we were the first ones to do it in Vestal, and in the area. And uh, I remember um, my dad talked me again, going and getting signed up, and I played football from five to eleven peewee leagues. Well, you know, it's funny you should bring that up because South Park did an episode about. Peewee football, and they had to take it out of schools because they were worried about kids getting brain damage. This is like a year ago, the South Park episode, right? Guess what's going on right now in the news? Oh, I'm They're sure. talking about it. They're actually talking about the left-wing nut job to control the school districts. They're talking about getting rid of football. Well, and I will say, I don't think they start them out at five years old anymore. I no, it was a little they, older. They, I they think I was be, seven when I started. Yeah, they got to be a little bit older than that. Um, but, because five-year-olds, they kind of get it, but they don't. And I don't know why I was thinking about this other day. My mom... And I don't remember this, but, you know, parents remember everything. I remember my mom telling them, uh, when we talk about being in the Pee Wee Leaks and things like that, um, our, our team and some other team, and this is about 
25-year-olds or five-year-olds on the field. And uh, there was a fumble. And either the coaches didn't cover what you're supposed to do during a fumble <laughs> or we weren't listening to them. But all you can hear, you can hear the coach. I've had movies of this. You can hear the coaches yelling for the kids to jump on it, jump on it. And, these kids, and we were trying to jump on the ball. We didn't really <laughs> like huddle. They were like trying to jump well, on the ball. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just it was kind of, a, again, it was the first year we ever did this. It was ever done in this area. Um, a lot of classic moments. I I wish I knew where all the 8-millimeter film is that we had. I, I think one of my sisters has it. But there's some great, crazy moments playing the peewee football. Hmm. Cool. But, uh, yeah, did sports. Um, as far as books, books was mostly learning. If it was a, it was a textbook, I was into it. Uh, up until the point I could drive a car legally and uh, I was very studious and then my last year and a half of high school was just a train wreck. Luckily I had good enough grades. <laughs> Luckily I had good enough grades to carry me through and get me graduated. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know. Yeah, I was the, uh, the opposite. I, I loved to read. <clears throat> I, I must have read Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer at least 20 times each. No joke. And now, I mean, it was just hundreds and hundreds of books I would read. Uh, but the one of the books that really set me on my, uh, I think my opening, started to crack open my mind. I was very young, and I found a, I, me and my brother shared a room at one point, we, the three of us, before my father built, you know, extended rooms out of the house. And uh, my brothers had all kinds of books, and one of them, it was a UFO book. And uh, it had stories of... Uh, you know, encounters with aliens mm-hmm. and being abducted. And, all. and this, this is, wait, this is a long time ago. I, I had to be 70 years old, 8 years old, and reading this book. And I'm like, hey, man, yeah, this is amazing. You know, um, and yeah, then I found The Interrupted Journey, which, you know, Betty and Barney Hill, if I remember correctly, you know, which is just a classic. Um, so those kind of books really opened my mind, you know, when I was young. And I kind of got away from them. I got into the Bigfoot thing really big when I was a little boy. Uh, I, was, I remember going to school and getting checking the books out from the library, um, and there was a guy. His name was John Green. John Green was a very famous uh, Bigfoot investigator, and he's I think he's still alive. I can't remember if he's or not. But uh, if you can find his stuff on eBay, you have a blessed day because it's almost impossible to find his books. They're out of print um, because they're so popular. No one wants to give them up. Um, and they're extremely well researched, and you, you'll see the pictures of them, you know, the Bluff Creek when they first found the prince, and he's the guy there, it's Canadian guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it just a mountain of uh, knowledge. So anyway, so I would check out his books, and they were too advanced for me to read at that time, so my father would sit there and read pages at night to me, and which I really enjoyed. Um, but uh, great stuff. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff got me going. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't so much novel books. Like, if it was a textbook or, uh, you know, a book on the planet or a book on the solar system or, you know, a book on things you find in nature, I'd be into it. I would read it if it was like a textbook. But mm-hmm. to, as far as, like, getting into the classics, reading Huckleberry Finn. I did eventually, but it wasn't something I did necessarily when I was young. Like, it was a school assignment, I read it. If I could find the classic illustrated version, I'd go to that. Well, where did you, like, see, I grew up, uh, I grew up on a dead-end road, and on, we were the last house on the dead-end road, so we had this woods and woods and woods and woods and woods and, you know, mm-hmm. creeks and everything, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, 
you either played outside. This is before. You oh, know, yeah. I'm sure we had an Atari. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. But you know, I mean, you know, this is before cable had more than ten channels. You know, I mean, this is back in the day. So you either went outside and played, or you fought over the one TV set. You know, or you read a book. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I grew up. I don't know, yep. you know what your scenario was, but um, about the same. Like I said, um, you know, we weren't we weren't destitute, but my you know my parents, you know, saved money and. You know, we're very practical with the money. So, yeah. like, we had three channels. That was enough. We didn't need cable. And, you know, Christmas was always good. We never we never were lacking at Christmas time. In fact, talk about Atari. I even had that beat. My first video game was was Pong. <laughs> oh, I've still got I've still got the unit. Really? Wow. It's, it's blue and red. It's this bright blue and bright red tiles and all that <laughs> red. And it's... Got one, it's like a foot long by six by six. It's got a little side control for an extra player to have. But it had Pong and hockey and something else and something else. And the big fancy features was you could have two players, you know. Um, I haven't hooked up to a television. I wonder if it still works. But, yeah, I still got that. So, you know, I didn't, I was, I had the, really the, the uh, front runner to all the video games. But uh, we did. We were, we were, where we lived was, uh. A development out in Apple Lincoln. We're in Tower Terrace. And we were in the what we call the, the poor part of Tower Terrace. We're at the bottom. <laughs> bottom of Tower Terrace. Like where I live right now in JC. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> so, no, no, it's not. We call it the poor section, but it really was it wasn't. We had, you know, I, when our next one next door neighbor worked was an engineer for GE. A guy across the street was an engineer for IBM. Yeah, and one side got a crack door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my dad was a uh, uh, supervisor for uh, New York Telephone, and uh, before they diversified, it was, you know, he was part of that monopoly. He was a lineman and mm-hmm. worked his way up into management. Um, and uh, so we call it the poor part of the terrace, but it was just middle, it was definitely middle class. Um, but the house, you know, it had a good sized backyard, backyard led to a creek. Uh, creek went for probably it goes the whole length of the terrace, that development area. So you go up and down, play in the creek, and there's wooded areas. And yeah, we were outside doing that. My parents would go camping. We were part of uh, my dad and mom were part of the the Happy Hooligans, which was a camping group. <laughs> I don't know if they even still exist. I think uh, I think the, I think Happy Hooligans was part of the Sam's um, campers, good Sam's, Sam, something like that. And uh, the Sam's group was more of like fifth wheel, big trailers, mm-hmm. and the Happy Hogan's were more of the, the pop-up campers, things right. like that. So we'd go camping, and they would meet once a month, so at least once a month we'd get out to camp and be the weekend camping. Um, there are times we'd just go out and camp. I know we spent a lot of weekends at uh, state parks in the area. And um, so, yeah, we'd, it was definitely outdoor. It wasn't hanging, you know, your toys were what you made. I mean, yeah. You know, um, I know things like we talked about, I didn't talk about space program. I think two of my other big influencers, um, I loved the Revolutionary War. I loved anything about it, any history, and the Civil War. Those two two periods in, in uh, our history, I just couldn't get enough of. And then we went and spent like a week down at Geisberg, and that was just crazy. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, so yeah, this is... It's it's a lot different than kids today. I've, oh my God, yeah. You know, I, I 
joke with Lonnie. I have, I have, uh, I have several grandchildren. I'm married into them, not such mine, but I'm married into them. Um, but the ones that are closest to us, um, boy and girl, we were we were out of state for a while when they were growing up. Things like they had so uh, neither one really had an appreciation for for things like Star Wars, and Star Trek, <laughs> and, and Batman and Superman and right. all those things. And uh, we just had we didn't have, but the the kids just had another grand grandbaby, uh, Grayson, and he's uh, just just over a year old. And uh, I, I call him my last hope. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do what we can to influence him properly on things like. Batman, Superman, Star Trek, Star Wars, things like that. So he's just not left out. Yeah, and the the cool thing about my relationship with Heather is uh, she's into that stuff. So I didn't have to work very hard, you know, with the kids. Mm-hmm. They love that stuff. They love it all. So I got uh, I lucked out there. I'll tell you that. Lucked out there. So, well, in a lot of kids, Lonnie was Lonnie was very hippie hippie esque. Lonnie's got a few years on me, so she she grew up. Through the '60s, right? Uh, just when I was being introduced to the world, um, she had already was well on her way through through her growing up stages. Well, not well on her way. I was gonna say she can't be much older than you. She can't be older than you at all. She's old. Get the hell out of here! Really? She's, she's got it. What? She had almost nine years out of me. Get out! I know, really. She looks. I would have I never guessed that. No, hundred thousand years. My wife looks. Fabulous. She does. Age. She looks amazing. I cannot she's believe she's fabulous over here. Age. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, you know, so she grew up through that period. I mean, so she's Yeah. Well, she know, was when a flower I was, child. When man. I was when I was cat, <laughs> she was already nine and da- going down wow. that going down that road yeah, of yeah. you know, whatever. Yellow, yellow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh so her children, her boys in the area, her boys that are close by, all had that influence. They're very you know, that's so much free love, but they were brought up in that barefoot and hanging out and you know things like that, and so they were they really didn't have the influence I did. They never really got the whole Star Trek and all that. They were, did they get Lee smoking in the bandit? You know what they got in the smoking in the bandit? Um, <laughs> no, but I'm pretty sure Cheeks and Chong's was in there. Oh, Cheeks and Chong, there you yeah, go. Yeah, you know, yeah, smoky right, something, yeah, yeah. but uh. Open smoke, baby. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. So it's it's interesting. Children, gender, how they're raised, and any more excited. Just I will tell you the new the new grandkid, new grandkid. He is a tank. He is just he just is like a little sumo, <laughs> cute, and he just just goes. He's he is he he. If any of my grandchildren are going to be their grandpa's grandkid, it's going to be Grayson. Because okay. he's just, she's too funny. Too funny. But, uh, Must have discipline! <laughs> he's going to give these other ones. He gets another year or two on him. He's going to give his brother and sister and run for their money. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, and, 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 you know, we talk about where we grew up and stuff. And uh, when I was seven... Seven or eight. I'm gonna say seven or eight. We all had BB guns. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. we all had BB guns. Yep. And our, our parents hunted. Yep. And uh, the kids were, you know, and we we had BB guns and 
we had an overpopulation of starlings and blackbirds in the area. So there were deer hanging in our freaking garage. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's how I grew up. You know, so you know, we were brought up around. We were brought up in that culture, around that culture, and it wasn't any big deal. And you know, you were taught the right way to do it, and you know, you went to, you had to go take the safety, safety courses course and, and all this other stuff, and you know. But I remember, I remember many a uh, BB gun war. Yep, up and down I've got bed. one still on my body. You know, too. so uh, you think about all the crazy crap we did when we were kids, and we're still alive, and anymore they just. You know, if it don't kill you, it makes you stronger. That that holds true, but any more of these kids today, Jesus. Well, with, you know, here's a funny story in Cub Scouts the other night, Monday night. Um, they're, they're having a big, uh, you know, tour of the police station next Monday. So they had to write, all the kids had to write a thank you note to police officers, right, for this coming Monday. So Connor writes this note, and are like, let me see it. You know, we're in a class, there's all these other kids there, right? And it says, where are your guns? I'm like, how is that a thank you note? How is that a thank you note? Where are your guns? Where are your guns? You know, would imagine if you wrote that in school and you drew a little picture? You know what would happen in school? He'd be suspended. He's seven years old. Seven years old. We had to call the police today. Your your son drew a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the, the left. This is what happened <laughs> oh, with the left wing nut chops, you know? Yeah, that's what happens. You know, well, and you know, you said the police, and that's. And that's the way we were brought up, too. It's not, not where the cops had their guns, but you respected the police, you respected the authority, yeah, respected yeah. the authority. Respect you know, and uh, I just, anymore, I, the latest thing, the latest thing, again, we're, we're on current week when we do these shows now, a uh, police officer was killed in the station by a criminal that somebody got a hand of a gun and yeah. shot him. And then, if that wasn't, bad enough insult to injury they're they're protesting saying the guy that shot the cops getting a raw deal yeah right exactly yeah um i don't i don't get it i don't get it and again you can social media is great um there's a video they're they're protesting this this guy that shot the cop and getting a raw deal and there's this white woman in the middle, and this is like downtown, wherever this is, Cleveland, wherever it is, and she's blocking, she's that big, she's blocking traffic, she's blocking this car from moving, and the car's telling her going to honk, and she won't move, finally, finally, uh, well, she's going off, and then other people start coming around yelling, you know, they've all got the phones out, and they're recording and this, that, and uh, finally, the person, you know, I did a quick maneuver one way or another, and kind of threw her off balance, and kind of hip checked her out of the way with the car to get her out of the way so I didn't like to run over her repeatedly and and left and everyone's all pissed off and I'm thinking this person got what they deserve I'm sorry yeah. they got what you deserve yeah. I I we're gonna get into protests in here when I talk about this and get way off topic but <laughs> you get what you deserve you know you, you've got no right to protect like that you you're protesting something that's just idiotic this guy shot a cop to shoot a cop from what I can tell from right now. There might be more to the story down the road, but this guy shot a cop to shoot a cop. And you're protesting, and you're, you know, no justice for this guy. Well, no, no justice because he's still alive. Justice would be if he had killed him and uh, taken care of that. But, you know, and then we get to the football players. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, and I was, you know what? Well, you, I don't know if you've seen, but their their uh, sales are all down for every single team. I mean, plummeted, plummeted. Mm-hmm. The ratings have 
plummeted. It's not even funny how much the rate people have just stopped. You go on YouTube and there's videos people burning. It's a big thing now. Oh, yeah. Burn your NFL merchandise. <laughs> yep. I love it. I think it's great. You know, and a lot of these guys are the vets. The guys are really, really pissed. Most of them are vets. You know, they're really pissed off. You know, and I, I see their point. Yeah. You know, and that, the first one, the 49er dude. <laughs> Kupernick, whatever, <laughs> Pumpernickel, whatever his name is. Who's out of a job. He's out of a job. <laughs> I just, <clears throat> you would think, let's see, if I go protest, it's because I really can't, other than protesting, I really can't do anything else about it. Right. Like, if I was up, if I'm upset because the police are being brutal and they're allegedly you know, whatever, under color of authority. I, other than the protest, I can't do a lot. I, really, I don't think I can. Maybe if I can, let me know, and we'll, let's talk go or let's talk it all back on. Um, but someone that makes umpteen million, if you feel the caps of that, you know what? Take a percentage of your pay and and buy that department body cams. There you go. If every player that kneels. And I don't even know if they're even protesting the same things anymore. Yeah. Like his was, his was the cop thing and then the fact that there is racial disparity or something. Whatever, says the multimillionaire black man. Um, yeah. Help out a community. Do something. You, you had the money to influence and do things to make changes. Don't, don't just take a knee. Back, back up, walk, you know, walk the talk or talk the walk, whatever it is. Um, everyone donate so much and then make sure that these departments that don't have body camps have body camps. Yeah. Uh, figure out a way to get kids off the street and out of gangs. Yeah, that's a big right there. Um, uh, find a way to get the drugs off the street corner, you know. Um, you guys are just... You're you're no you're spoiled. You think that just taking knees is going to be a big deal, and no one cares. I no one cares. It's it's not like you're that much of an influence of people. That it's probably backfired at this point. Oh, it's definitely backfired at this point. So not about it. You know. You know. Um, do something that is relevant. Um, you know, you don't you don't like Trump. You're not happy with Trump. Where were you? I, I get it was football season, but where were you when the elections were going on? Yeah. Yeah. Did, you, did you donate? Did you volunteer? Did you put money towards the candidate of your choice? Were you on the phone banks for your... Or, your or was it just... It's just easier to bitch about it after the fact. Yeah. Again, and I know we talk about this all the time, there should have been absolutely no reason that the machine could not have stopped Trump yep. before he got as far as he did. God's trumpet. And now he's in the presidency, now you're just, now you're just crying about it. Where were you on election day? Where were you before election day? And you're just now it, it just looks like to me that you're just looking to get that 15, 15 more minutes of fame. Yep. Absolutely. You know, all these protesters did I can't believe that if all you people had voted. How did it how did this happen? You know? Um, someone made I can't remember some TV show I was watching. You know, everyone bitches about the NRA and the NRA is evil and influences. NRA only has X number of members. Let's say they have a million members. All you do is register two million members 
And when it comes time for the annual elections, well, get that two million members to, to outvote the one million members, and you've defeated the NRA. Well, look at the unions. They're just they're mostly Democrat, you know, and they're hey, let's face it, they're controlled by the mafia. So let's let's not let's not pretend here, you know. So. You know, the left is just as bad when it comes to certain things as the right is. And I'm in the middle of the road. I'm a libertarian. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. They both have good ideas. I like ideas from both sides. Um, it's just unfortunate that you got to put up all the other crap from each one of them. Yeah. You know? So, true. and you know, and Trump's not really a Republican. I mean, he's not. No, he's you know, he's he's, he's, he's Trump his, is Trump. He's his own well, thing. Yeah, he's his own thing, and that's what really pisses off the Republicans. I mean, he, so the John McCain's are pissed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that fossil, but uh, yeah, so that's that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so influencers. So now we're at BB guns. Well, we're shooting each other. There was another thing that influenced me too. Uh, one book, um, and this was probably eighty four, eighty five. Oh, how old was I then? You know, in eighty five. Eighty five. I would have been let's see, uh, twelve, thirteen years old. Um, this is, is this before or after the UFO experience? This is before I had the close encounter of the third time with a very good friend of mine. We saw it together. Um, but there was other things, uh, in my past. But anyway, uh, one book, uh, my mom borrowed it for my aunt and it was, uh, this book and it had the gray alien on it and it was called Communion by Whitley Strieber. And I remember reading that book and I tell you what, that book scared the hell out of me if you ever want to read a good book that's non-fiction and it's about alien encounters about this one man's journey you know it's, it's uh, called communion it, it was the number one bestseller um it has a gray alien on it it's by whitley streber and by the way whitley streber wrote the uh was it the howling or the wolfen i can't remember the wolfen or howling one of those wolf you know those blockbuster yeah. books and you know, yeah you know, he's a pulitzer prize winning author um the numerous number one uh, uh, number one uh, selling books, but Communion uh, that was uh, a, a game in itself, you know, book in itself, and fascinating. So, if I could share that story, I'm glad you did. Now, so, yeah, we're at that point. Is it that I will time? Say oh my gosh! One, one of the later influencers in my life. We're going to do right now, and that's adult beverages. No, oh, I was about to say adult women, but okay. Well, that's too. That's too. They both go hand in hand. So tonight we're trying the third bottle of three that I picked up from Dragon Fire Distillers of Marathon, New York. This is Dragon Moon Shadow Whiskey. And this is corn liquor that is actually, they didn't have oak barrels at the time, but they aged it with oak in the batch. Hmm. So this is, the oak is in the alcohol instead of the alcohol being in the oak. All right. All right. Uh, and here's to uh, swimming with bow-legged women. <laughs> That's actually really good. It is. Holy um, shit! Still got that corn whiskey bite to it. I'm keeping this bottle, but it's a little smoother. Because I want to make sure I get this. Mm, good. Um, so these guys, Woo. these guys, great, great little distillery up in. Uh, Marathon, New York. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. How much was that little bottle, do I ask? Uh, I think it was five bucks. I want to get a bigger one than that. Oh, yeah. So I had a little bit of a week. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
So yeah, as uh, you know, as we, and I, well, talk about influences, kids. So <clears throat> in '77, I was all of I was all twelve. Uh, I did a cross-country road trip with my sister and her boyfriend at the time. In this, I can't remember if it was an old or Chevy convertible, big kind of boat thing. It was kind of twelve years old, a big thing. Um, so I'm out Rushmore, thoroughly impressed. Twelve year old, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Thoroughly, yeah. thoroughly impressed about <laughs> Rushmore. Let me tell you. Um, and this is back before digital cameras, so it was all film. Right. I just had slide. If I had a digital camera, that'd be crazy. Uh, Mount Rushmore, we saw, saw the Grand Canyon. Um, Meteor Crater in Arizona, this is where meteors hit yep, the planet. I actually have a meteor that's in my just, house from there. That's somewhere. just crazy. Uh, but we headed out to California. They had friends out in California. We went out to California. And I actually got to see Star Wars in California. Oh, wow. In 77. Wow. You see, you it wasn't like wow. the premiere or anything, but it was, you know, it was kind of a treat. And we went and I read, I was reading the book. Um, one of the few books I've read. Reading that book. And uh, as a treat, we got to, went out and uh, went out to the local theater. I can't remember where we were in California. Uh, it was near San Francisco. We didn't go into San Francisco. And I uh, went and saw Star Wars out in California in 77 when it first came out. Yeah. So, and that that movie just blew me away. Just blew, I mean, I'd seen Star Trek and I'd seen, that movie was just crazy for a 12-year-old. Just I, crazy. I saw it. I wasn't, I was only four years old, so I didn't see it when it came out in 77, but they released it so many times in the theater yeah, over right. the years. Uh, I remember, I think it was 1980 when I saw it. In the theater, and then like, and then they did a re-release. I saw it again, and then I I seen it four times in the movie theater. I know that Star mm-hmm. Wars the original. Uh, it was, it was maybe fifteen years ago, George Lucas released it again. I went and saw it again in the movie theater, you know, which was an awesome experience, by the way. Right. Um, but I did remember seeing Empire Strikes Back when it came out in the movie theater. Yeah. You know, uh, Star Trek saw the movie theater, motion picture, uh, The Wrath of Khan, which I remember people, The Wrath of Khan. I kid you not. I remember this. It was opening night. We went. It was packed. Packed. The movie. We were up on this balcony. I don't remember what movie theater it was. It was with my older brother. And we're watching it. And, you know, people are bumming down. They're freaking out because, you know, Spock dies. And, and at the end, it goes, you know, Star Trek 3 coming. Yeah. Uh, the search for Spock. And everyone just erupted. You know, yeah. it's like, yay. Yeah. You know, and, like, the, the tears turned into joy because it was hope that Spock, you know, something would be left of Spock. Uh, I'll never forget that experience as long as I live. Yeah, yeah. Star it stars for me. It was just, and I couldn't get, I couldn't find enough about it. I read everything about it, everything at the movie, blah, blah, and uh, I was a fanatic from minute one, and uh, finally, finally broke my spirit a few years back when we had the flood of two thousand eleven, when I lost a crap load of memorabilia <laughs> and comics I've been collecting since seventy seven. Oh boy, comics I've been collecting since seventy seven for Star Wars. Just one big slag heap of paper. Uh, it just broke my spirit and gave stuff away. People had other kids, other fr- yeah. friends that had kids. Yeah. Here, you know, let them. I had toys that dated back to 77. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. I saw my original crazy. Transformers, the metal ones, yeah. the real ones, you know, back when Transformers came mm-hmm. out, they really good. You know what? Um, speaking of Star Wars, I had a thought and it's gone. I hate when that happens. You get old and you think of something, you know, and poof. 
It's goodbye. You know, uh, it really sucks. But anyway, continue with your Star Wars stuff. Yeah, so like, you know, you read everything <laughs> you can about it, and it was it was funny because they did the prequels, which was actually the first three movies in reverse order. Yeah, and reverse uh, order, yeah. the whole scenario of how Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader, blah blah blah. Lucas had that written out. Yeah. In seventy seven. Yeah. They they actually. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember if it was like a family. I don't know what it was, but that part of the story with the the fight at the mouth of the volcano blah, 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 was all there. Well, you, you, do you know how? Here's a great story about Star Wars. <sighs> do you know how Harrison Ford got on the? On, he was a carpenter. He was a carpenter, but get this: he played in American Graffiti. Yeah, right. Okay, it was one of my favorite movies because I'm a right. car guy, and. Um, Lucas had him in that movie, and you know, boy, you know, I'm looking for somebody on it. You know, he was a carpenter on the set, right? And right. They're like, would you like that? He was actually a carpenter on the set for Star Wars, you know, before the shooting, and uh, that's how he uh, he got to uh, step in and do a, you know, do his take, uh, you yeah. know, to try out for it, and uh, he got the part. Uh, you know, it, yeah, it's this. crazy. It is crazy stuff how this stuff happens, you know, and that was the movie that made him. Boom, that was it. And then, of course, he went on to Indiana Jones. Well, and, and, else, that's, and that's the thing, too. I mean, each of the actors had their thing in their own right, but Harrison Ford's the only one that really rocketed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mark Hamill did a few odd things. <laughs> Carrie did. Fisher did some did some things. Yeah. And then they kind of went, not into oblivion, but I think Carrie Fisher got more behind the scenes. Yeah, Carrie and, Fisher, God bless, rest her soul. Yeah. 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 You know, but Harrison Ford's the one that rocketed. He was... Yeah. You know, he did the rest of the Star Wars, which he actually didn't like at some point. He wanted to be out of it, which is why they, part of the reason they killed him off in this movie. Uh, The Indiana Jones series, uh, he did two or three of the Tom Clancy movies that the books had turned into movies. Uh, Did The Fugitive. Um, Harris Force has been in a crap lot of stuff. K-19. K-19, The Witness, where he's protecting yeah, the Amish boy. He's, he's done everything. He's done. He's, he's done, done so much all, stuff. And, he's, uh, he's Harrison Ford. He's Harrison Ford. You know, he, he, of all of them, like, <laughs> the carpenter just exploded, though. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I was... Like you know who got a raw deal in the whole Star Wars? Chewbacca. Movie, no, not Chewbacca. The guy that actually played uh, the original Darth Vader. Um, he was... Oh, David Prowse? Yeah. Yeah. He, I don't know if you've ever seen that story. Watch it on YouTube sometime. There's a whole documentary just about that. Really? He got a raw... He got screwed. Really? Yeah. Screwed. But anyway, that's a whole other story which we won't discuss tonight. But uh, watch some time on YouTube, folks, or on uh, Netflix has it, actually. Uh, the documentary about... Uh, what was his name again? David Prowse. Thank you. Uh, see, he knows more than I do about this stuff. Um, I just remember he's a big dude, and he played in a lot of movies. He was like, he was Frankenstein in the, in the oh, movie. Oh yeah, because yeah, 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 he was he was the evil guy. Yeah. He was a big dude. He was just yeah, the evil yeah. guy. Um, I thought, you know, I don't know how we got into this, but this is kind of cool. We're talking about Star Wars. I really thought I watched, you know, all the new movies that came out, you know, before the, this generation that came out now, but the ones that came out when I was married. So this is going back to like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two. Um, Anakin Skywalker, the last movie where he finally, you know, mm-hmm. conforms. And I thought out of those three movies, that was the best movie because it was so dark. 
Yeah, I yeah. thought they should have showed him more of killing the actual little Padawans. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying, they really drive home the point, but they're trying to make it kid-friendly, which I get. You know, but uh, I really thought that was really well done. I, you know, Rogue and One, Rogue One, that came out. I had. I thought good. it was a great Rogue movie. Rogue One was good. Yep. Um, yeah, the the last, the third episode. Um, very dark. Very good. It. I think it was the best because it, it was it was that tie-in we were looking for. Right. Between the first two train wrecks and the original. There was some bad lines. Three. If you're not. My something, you're my enemy. I mean, the stupid line yeah. he said, you know, we're about to fight with, uh, you know, uh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. That, this is the stupidest line he ever put in a movie, and I, I can't believe George Lucas did it, but he did. That was the dumbest line ever, but other than that, that movie was rock solid, in my opinion. You know, oh, yeah. it was just very, a very, very good movie. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, Rogue One, which was kind of the first offshoot away from the the uh, nine-episode series. And, uh, yeah, it was very well done. They've got some other ones lined up that should, that'll be interesting. They, yes. will take, they will take a look at some of our favorite characters and kind of give uh, backstories. And I think they're going to use some of the backstories that were used in a lot of the books that came out at the time. Um, Han Solo had several books written about him and Chewie and their adventures. Well, yeah, I, I actually had that. some of those as a kid. I had my attic. Stars, Star's yeah. End, and I can't remember what the other ones were. I remember reading those. Series, those yeah. series. Um, so what yeah. was the movie, uh, not Rogue One, but the Star Wars movie that came out just recently, like two years, three years ago? Which one was that? So that would have been we're, we're, uh, 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 Episode 7. What, what's his name dies? Uh, Harrison Ford is killed off. Oh, that would be Carrie Fisher's ep- in it. Episode 8, which ep- would have been the. I can't remember what title they gave it. It was episode eight. It was, yeah. It's the that it's, was really well done. In fact, I remember sitting there going, "Oh my god!" Finally, something that matches the Empire Strikes in my mind because mm-hmm. I thought the Empire Strikes Back was the strongest movie of the original three, in my personal opinion. Um, and that's because I was older. I didn't see Star Wars. Yeah, see, a lot of people and a lot of people say that uh, Return of the Jedi was oh god, Return of the Jedi best. was a joke. It was a joke well, compared. See, I liked it, joke. but again, nothing's going to be as yeah. good as that. A New Hope was the first one I saw in 77. Because Empire Strikes Back, that's when you find out. Well, yeah. That, that, that's, that's the moment. That's the moment right there. Look, I'm your father. And it's like, no, it can't be true. No! And I just remember that scene yeah. from the wrongs I lived, you know? Yeah. So. Um, this new one's coming out in December. Looks like it's going to be good. Um, I'm curious to see what they do with that. Uh, it technically brings an end to the, the three... The three trilogies. So anything after this point is it the last, is, last hope? Is that it? Um, the last Jedi. The last Jedi. I'm sorry. Yeah. So this will be the ninth one of the nine series that George Lucas had originally planned for this for this movie tri trilogy. And I would think that more. Mark Hamill's going to play a pretty big role in this particular one. Oh yeah, yeah. he's um, yeah. And this is again, that's I'll be curious to see it. But these these side movies coming out, I think it'd be good. Uh, Han Solo. I think they're still talking about doing one about Boba Fett, who, who was really one of the one of the great characters to come along, fan favorite, that has had maybe ten minutes of screen time. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But he was a huge fan, and he was. Yeah, cool I remember too. having the dolls. Cool, cool. I mean, oh, yeah. I had the little you know, action yeah, figures, cool, and I had the aluminum cool. Falcon, yeah, and yeah, I had the cool, excellent cool. fire. I had everything cool, as a kid. Dude. Me, and my brother, so he's everything. You know, yeah. so uh, I might see these things come out, and again, it'd be it'd be fun and. 
you know, get some kids interested back into it and tie it back into the to the original stuff and see it. But uh, yeah, that was a big influence. That was uh, definitely a big influence. No, I have to agree. Uh, it, uh, when I look back in my own life, I would agree with you 100%. Even yeah. and no. you know that's where Battlestar Galactica that that, that Galactica was came that out. was a what yeah. that was was they wanted to find a way to bring that to the TV screen right. without stealing the idea of Star Wars right they, so if you look at the the fighters in Battlestar Galactica they look an awful lot like a Tie Fighter you know I mean <laughs> you well, know what I'm saying you know yeah. I mean an awful lot yeah. you know so there was a lot of crossover um, and the cool thing about Battlestar Galactica you know they had a very um, Egyptian uh, tie-in. If you ever watch the episode, right. oh, yeah. you'll oh, be oh, it was oh, huge. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the Egyptian uh, scenario. Because well, yeah, they were trying to tie in that the Earth is a, a, a 13th colony. Yeah, it was the, the and, mother uh, colony. And all you know, the 12 colonies yeah, rocking yeah. it to the astrological yeah. signs. Yeah. It was and, actually really a good, good <laughs> it was, series. It was and they series. relaunched it, you know. Uh, um, that's a much darker. Yes, version. Darker. Yeah, and darker, I, I've been watching that on, I think, version. YouTube. Yeah. Uh, or not version. YouTube, uh, Netflix. Netflix yeah. has the entire series um, of the relaunch. So. It was much darker, much more cerebral. Yeah. Um, where the one, Battlestar Galactica came out in the 80s. Late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. And it was, and that was that was the way it was designed. It was very action-packed, very... Freaking silence. Cheesy, <laughs> things like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, you know, it was another great science fiction. There are lots out there. I know uh, we talk about things in childhood and cartoons back in my day. You know, uh, the thing with Tarzan. I think it was a big Tarzan fan, too. Tarzan. I did, too, as a kid. I used to watch it all the time. The black and white. The old Tarzans. The old Tarzans. Yeah. Um, you're talking about Buck Rogers. I got oh, you beat. Yeah. Flash Gordon. <laughs> Flash w- Gordon. Oh, my w- God, yes. W- yes. S- oh, the original Flash Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, our, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Our local. Flash our Gordon. Local, <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's from the movie. I'm talking. Yeah, no, the movie, movie. No, yeah. no, I'm talking. The old old movie, though. No, I'm talking. No, yeah, you. No, I'm talking. 1920s. No, I've 1930s. got a few episodes on uh, DVD somewhere. Yeah, the original 1930 um, version. Our our public broadcasting station WSKG uh, would always, usually during their you know membership drives, would run the uh, Flash Gordon serials. You know, and uh, I would watch these things. And uh, these things were great. They were black and white. And they were cheesy, and but they were great, and they were fun to watch. And you know, that's was it Emperor Ming or Ming? Or em- Emperor Ming. That's Ming. it. I knew it was Ming something the like that. God, I remember Ming that. the Merciless. Yeah. <laughs> and then they read. Then they did the movie Flash Gordon movie with Sam yeah. Jones and yeah. and uh, all those. And that I, it was it was just as cheesy as the original <laughs> black and whites. But this thing was in full, full color. spectrum color. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, baby, yeah. full color, full color, and lots of flesh. But uh, that was all right. And um, then they came out with the Flash Gordon cartoon series. Yep. It was after like yeah. kind of like more towards what the what the uh, '80s movie was like. And um, there was a, like I said, there was just so many things in the Planet of the Eight movies. But then they did the Planet of the Eight TV series, which was kind of again kind of hokey, but it was all right. Again, got like, the time frame. And then uh, there was one. Oh my God! You there know was one on Saturday place? morning called Arc Two. I don't know if you remember Arc Two. No. This was kind of a post-apocalyptic thing, big, big futuristic Winnebago, four or five scientists in it. Really? Uh, ah. Trying to figure out how to 
get man back on a civilized path. <laughs> and they had this, like I said, the big futuristic Winnebago thing. And they had the uh, Buck Rogers jetpack they used to travel <laughs> around. And they had the Which you know, we have one, today now, the finally. one piece, the one piece unitard uniforms, and uh, you know, there was just a lot of great stuff that you look back. And again, I, if you go to YouTube, so you can find a lot of these things on there. But this is what we, this is what we were brought. This, this was high tech television for us, baby. Yeah. Well, and this is later. Now this is the '80s, but there was one show that I would watch religiously. Eighteen. Yeah, that everyone watched. Night Rider. My father loved it. Oh God, I love Night Rider. Night Rider. Yeah. No, Michael, we can't go there. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, Dukes of Hazard. Obviously, everybody watched the Incredible Hulk. Incredible um, Hulk. Yeah, yes. Incredible Hulk. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, deaf, yeah. By the way, he was a deaf guy. Uh, and you know, a lot of people don't know that he's one hundred percent deaf. Um, but uh, the Great American Hero. Great American Hero. Oh, I love that show, dude! I have it on DVD upstairs. I love that freaking show. I love that show. I loved that show as a kid. I yeah. made the kids watch it. I love that show. Uh, God, there was so many great shows. Mash. I mean, geez. I mean, come on. Oh, I love Mash, man. I mean, shit. You know? Cheers. I'm watching the reruns of Cheers, Cheers. on Netflix right now. Mash, you Cheers, know? yeah. Um, I mean, just all that cool stuff. Night Stalker. Everything was, everything was clean. Night Stalker. Yeah, Night Stalker. Everything, Culture. Yeah, everything was clean, though. It you was. know what I'm saying? You could watch it with your kids and not worry about something too risque. Today, you can't. That's why I don't have cable. I don't have cable today just for the simple fact that you turn on the TV at 8 o'clock, you don't know what the hell you're going to see. Well, that's true. You know, that's I, true. It's, it's really disturbing to me personally. And then uh, the uh, Sunday Mystery movie, it'd either be McMillan Wife, yeah. Columbo, Columbo, and yeah. then eventually they spun them off into their own series. Yeah. But it was like once a week, you see one of those. Uh, you, remember, you remember Banachek? No, I don't remember that. It was guy, it's a guy who played, eventually played. Uh, Hunter, or uh, Hannibal Smith, uh, Gregory Papar, uh, uh, from the A Team. Do you remember me? Oh, I remember the A Team. Yeah. Do you remember Hannibal Smith, the, the leader? Oh, yeah, the white guy uh, with the white hair. Yeah, yeah. He played He's a dead. detective called Banachek that was kind of like a, kind of a hard an American version of James Bond. Very cool, very suave, um, but it was you know it was always the uh, turtleneck with the jacket <laughs> on. You know, this was very seventies, very seventies. Shaft. Oh my God! Uh, Hawaii 5-0 with Jack Lord. Oh yeah, Hawaii. Oh Five-0. my God! Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. Party plane, plane. I'll never forget that shit as long as I live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> love boat. Love boat. The love boat. <laughs> yeah, risk someone not too sure about. Anyways, <laughs> some about protocol or whatever. Um, Oh my yeah, god. god, yeah, there was some... watch the Lobo was, every, every time was I was on, we had to watch shows. friggin' Lobo with my parents, so we had to watch that. There was a lot of great shows. There was. You know, there really was. Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. Oh my gosh, Charlie's Angels. See, at that uh, point, I think at that point I was... What was the cop out, show that had, drinking. that had fish in it? Fish in it? You know, the guy... Oh, Barney Miller. Barney Miller! Barney Miller! Another great show! Barney Miller. Another great show! Barney Miller, yeah, Barney Miller was a good show. <laughs> what was the whole Where's the holders? <laughs> yeah. Uh, sitcoms back in the 70s. Boy, let me tell you, they went... Well, Mork and Mindy. They went, Mork and Mindy. They went fly now. No. I would tell you, the probably... MASH was an influence... Like, okay, now I'm out of my... I'm into my teens, going into those times. MASH was an influencer. Archie Bunker. Bunker loved Archie, Archie Bunker. Bunker. Loved Woo! Archie Bunker, yeah. Eat this, it. This, this show... This show... <laughs> Would not have made it. No past, way. Past the no, second it, show. It would, it would be today. banned. 
You know, they can show nudity on the show. They can swear on the show now. But God, if you had Archie Bunker on there as a bigot, there's no way that the, on CNN would have a field day with oh that. <laughs> All the um, left wingers would be going on and turning. Oh my gosh, they'd be going, they'd be flipping. And I think this is why I look at things now and say. Why are you having issues? Because this is what I was brought up on. And I wasn't brought up to be a racist or a bigot. But this is... And again, this was Hollywood producing these things. So it can't be... It wasn't like some rogue... This is... This is Archie, Archie Bunker was on CBS. Yeah. Match was on CBS. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, Norman Lear, who... If I understood, Norman Lear was not a well, shit, Nash. Not, not a right wing conservative. Person. And Nash, the one black guy's nickname was Spear Chuckers. Spear Chuckers. Oh, <laughs> oh yo, yeah, I, oh, don't get, yeah, I know that's. Oh yeah, I, yeah. You, you know. imagine that being on television now? The, the uproar that would happen. Oh. Black lives would be out in the streets marching up a Spear storm. Spear Jones, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and then they introduced the Jeffersons at Archie Bunker. Yep. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And then there was one episode with Sammy Davis. And Sammy Davis. Oh, my God. That was, I mean, they were all, all the Bunker. They were classic. Yeah, they were great movies. You know? Great shows. Um, great shows. They were great shows. And then the spinoffs from those, Maud, yep. Jeffersons. Um, once Edith died, once Dingbat died, yeah. the show kind of went downhill from there. Yeah. But um, but Carol Connor was just great. He, and he just reminded me, that's what I made. My dad wasn't to the extreme that Archie Bunker was, but there were things that Archie Bunker would say. I can see my dad saying, you know? Right. So, uh, you know, so that, when I see that show, I always think of my, my dad and stuff. Um, uh, good Times. Good Times. Good Times. Yes, JJ. Show and I know why. The Jackson girl was on there. One of the Jack, Michael Jackson's sister was on that show. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, great show. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Some stuff I have thought about in decades. But, um, yeah, so there's, you know, oh, shit, when you think. Island, man. I mean, I'm going to forget Gilded's Island. Gilded's Island. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're talking yeah. about those things. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Monsters, the Adam's Brock, Family. The professor was a gay dude. Did you know that? Who? The professor. I heard he was gay. He was a gay. Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Uh, let me rephrase it. He was a homosexual. Let me put that in the correct terminology for the show. <laughs> Not there's anything wrong with that, folks. Or it makes you happy, whatever floats your boat. Um, yeah, I. I said there was a lot of shows back then. Entertainment was way different yeah. than it is now, and again, you. I really do. Now, now that I'm actually thinking about this. It's, it's the reason I don't get butt hurt so easily. You think about the programming that's out there now. It's all about sensitivity and political <laughs> correctness. They get some nudity and they can swear all they well, want. Yeah, but, but they got to be politically you know, you get correct. Respect, yeah, you know. Yeah. It, you can't help but grow up on these programs and not be at least a little thick-skinned. Yep. You know, people yeah. weren't, you know, it's, it's just the way the, it was a more realistic look at things, you know. Nowadays, it's just, you know, well, Glee. And I think I have a problem with Glee, but like Glee, here you watch Glee. I can't see you watching Glee, but whatever. And Lonnie watches it. Therefore, ipso facto, I've had to watch it. But I don't have cable, so whatever the, the hell true. it is, I yeah. know what it is. So, welcome back, Cotter. Yep, yep. Welcome back, Cotter. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, oh, I can't think of the name of it. I used to watch it. I used to work third shift, so I come home and be on in the morning. 
I see nothing. I see oh, nothing. Oh, Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's Hogan Heroes. Heroes. Great show, great man. Show. Hogan's Heroes. Um, he was a kinky son of a bitch that played in that, but it was a great show. You know. <laughs> and actually, the Commandant was Jewish. Did you know that? The guy that played Colonel Quick was oh, yeah. actually 100% yeah. Jewish. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the shows I used to watch and loved was uh, Bubba Black Sheep about uh, Pimpy Boyington from World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're just... Yeah, it's just crazy all the stuff that that we grew up on that kids today would just look at and I have the black the black sheep squad black sheep squad yeah yeah boy great shows a lot of great shows all right we are up on our time we are all Uh, this is we we could do like a five hour show on this um (laughs) but uh Jeff final words uh well the the final words uh for tonight is uh you go i really have nothing i have nothing prepared tonight at all i was totally unprepared totally unprepared we're both oh you know i do something Uh, all right uh let's talk at all.com and of course diversity broadcasting network uh if you want to uh, listen to the show if you missed the show it's always on let's talk at all.com and you can see those uh uh, the the shows will be there within two days usually uh info is very good about getting this stuff up uh, there's a lot of other great shows we pointed out in Diversity Broadcasting Network as well, uh, so please check them out. Uh, and Anvil, for the very last word, I'm just going to leave it to you. Uh, if the younger generation needs to figure out why the older generation don't get them, uh, Google and YouTube the shows we talked about tonight, <laughs> and it'll give you a little insight into how we were raised and how we were trained and how we look at life. And it wouldn't hurt you to watch a few of these shows and get over it. So until next week, have a good night.